0: Now when the Pharisees and so the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they did not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observed washing of cups and pots and bronze cows. So so the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of of God. Said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile. But the things that come out are what defile. For, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come: fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ, as you see it. So this is now the, uh, the Reader's Digest part. Uh, I'm going to just talk a little bit about uh, what I had intended to say. I'll cut my sermon down to 20 minutes rather than 40 minutes. Uh, uh, but I should begin by saying grace to you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we have an obsession in our culture... With cleanliness only, and under the circumstances that we've been under in the last what, year and a half now, almost, it's understandable that we even be more obsessive about making sure things are clean, and we wash our hands, and we wear our masks, and by the way, get the shot. Um, all of those things are, are part of it. But even before, we we have we are a culture that's obsessed with cleanliness, with washing hands to the point I think sometimes where we even, uh, and I've heard this from. Or someplace important. That um, we are in, even in, because we're so obsessive about cleanliness, we are even in danger of making some things, uh, illnesses, mild, minor illnesses, and some major ones, even more uh, virulent and more of a problem than they were. We, we have less immunity, is what I'm trying to say. We do it with the antibiotics. The calcium and antibiotics are, are to the point where uh, the, the, the germs are kind of winning the war. Them so much in, in terms of our own health and in terms of feeding them to animals and all those sorts of things. So it's a part. It's a part of our culture this obsessiveness with cleanliness, and that kind of feeds into this gospel lesson for this morning. Um, and and of course we need to be. You know we, we all know our mothers told us to wash our hands and wash down our ears and our grandmothers. Uh, in fact, you you, you you've all think about which of these might fit for you more. Um, uh, uh, we're all in our places with bright, shiny faces. you heard Or my personal flavor, clean and neat and in our seat. Something so we, this is a part of us, this, this tendency. And, 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 and thank God it is. I mean, we need to listen to our mothers, don't we? Um, but sometimes we get carried away with it. I, there's a, a a church that I in Spooner that has a little sign in their bathroom that says um, uh, uh, God and germs are everywhere. So uh, wash your hands and say your prayers. It's part of this. And it's important. But sometimes we get a little carried away with it. Too. So this debate that Jesus was having with the Pharisees, they said it's about cleanliness. They actually about washing your hands. Jesus said no. You're hypocrites about that. You don't really care about that. You're just trying to trap me, and you're trying to hold people into this law, trying to uh, uh, oppress them with this law that you that you call uh, righteousness. Uh, there's and and so Jesus calls them on that. He says, "This is not what you're talking about. You're just you're just trying to hold people down." Jesus, in fact, is really about our relationship. With the Father, and He's saying that these laws, these 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 uh, six hundred and what is it, ten laws in the Book of Leviticus, are uh, just you being used by you to keep people in place. Um, it's, it, and Jesus is more concerned about our great about the God grace, the grace of God, about us living in relationship to God, and and whatever it is that makes that possible is where Jesus is. He says nothing can come out of you that's that uh, nothing can come into you that can make you uh, against God. It's what comes out. It's those, those, those evil thoughts and those evil deeds and those things we do wrong. That's what we need to, to, to work about. But yes, discipline is good. The discipline of washing our hands, the discipline of wearing a mask, the discipline of, of trying to stay healthy is good. As and, and like as is, the discipline of following certain orders, following certain uh, uh, ways of doing things. We're Lutherans. You know, We've done things this way for almost 2,000 years or at least since Martin Luther 500 and some years ago. We, we do our worship today. It's going to be this Reader's Digest version but we still do that the, the bit of our worship that's structured in a way that we're familiar with. How many of you are sitting in the same pew that you've been sitting in since you were six. You know, you don't have to raise your hand. I, I think I know. <laughs> There's a story told about a, about a Quaker guy. You know, he was a, he was a traveling salesman. He traveled around. He drove around the countryside and drove around the cities. He and he's telling that, he you know, the Quakers have this, this, uh, this belief that when they feel the spirit with them, they, what they need to be silent. To sit and be quiet. So this guy was feeling a need. He went into a Quaker meeting house. Nobody there. It was open, but there was nobody there. And He went and sat in a, a, a place and, and was doing his kind of meditation, his kind of quietness. And he and, and did. They were get together. They heard heard the door open and back. And there was this footsteps coming down the hall. And all of a sudden he realized that there was someone standing right next to him. And he looked up and this little old lady said, the is sitting in my pew. Would that happen in United Lutheran? That if you were here by yourself, somebody would come and say, you're in my place. <laughs> we, we, we are people of habit, and that's by and large a good thing, I think. Our liturgy is something we're familiar with. Our, our worship structure is something we're familiar with, and that's a good thing, I think, and that's, that's okay. But when it gets to the obsessiveness, in, in the case of, the, the Old Testament uh, Pharisees that were trying to trap Jesus, or when it gets in, into obsessive in in whatever reason. Um, if we worship liturgically just for the sake of worshiping liturgically, for instance, we miss the point, don't we? Because the, the, the structure of worship, the structure of our lives is really um, to give us a direction, to, to, to lead us to God. And when that becomes an obstruction between us and God, as Jesus says, then that's not a good thing. As Lutherans, as Christians, we're called to know who we are. We're sinner and saint. We're fallen and we're saved at the same time. Luther told us that. We we know who we are in our religion. We know who our loving, forgiving God is. And then we can live life not an obsessive way of following rules or following structures or or whatever thing that it is that we're we're following. We can live a disciplined life, taking choices, A, a life of discipline, not of law, a life of worship, a life of prayer, a life of study, a life of service to those around us in God's world. Sometimes we're hypocritical because we're human. How many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? Change the light bulb? (laughs) Sometimes we get crazy about that stuff. Sometimes we're ignorant sinners. Of course we are. Sometimes we go against God's law or against God's direction. But we live in God's forgiving love and grace. And that's the point. That was Jesus' point about the whole thing that we live in the grace of God. We're more and more people of God who live or try to live a life of ordered worship, of disciplined service, of, di- uh, of service to God and neighbor. You know, two steps forward, one back on a good day, turning to God's forgiveness and grace when we mess up or when we get obsessive. God that passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We'll take a moment for reflection, and following uh, that, we'll sing our first hymn. When I survey the wondrous cross, just a moment for silence. give